For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. The network, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at Ben Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Ben Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Said so to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys quarterback Orlando Scandrick. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone who's listening to us. Now, we got a couple games to talk about. Um, you know, the last one against the 49ers and this one coming up against the Eagles in Orlando. We get to talk about a winning streak today. So that's that's not something we've gotten to do all year. Yeah, uh, they, put, they strung together two wins. Um, they're right here. We just were talking about it kind of off of um, the record, you know. They're, they got a chance. Mathematically, they have a chance right now. Um, it's a slim chance. And, you know, the Redskins control the Redskins, the Washington football team control their own destiny. And, you know, they need a little Dallas is going to need a little bit of help from the Washington football team and um, the New York Giants. But they got a chance. They do. They do. And, and you know, um, I know there's a lot of fans that wanted to see them get the third pick in the draft and lose all the rest of the games. But I just think that, you know, from a player's perspective, ending the season winning games is never bad for your for your emotions, for your momentum, for your confidence going into next year. Not at all. Um, but let's take a second to think. They're probably going to have a new defensive coordinator and they're probably going to have a new offensive coordinator um, because from everything that I've heard from me being a Boise alumni, that Kellen Moore is the top candidate and the top choice for the newly opened Boise State Bronco football position. Uh, that's and that's an interesting one. I was I was wondering about that. I was going to get into that later in the show, but let's let's talk about it now. Um, I, you know, look, he's a very innovative play caller. I actually think he's even though he's a very mellow guy, and you know him a lot better than I do. I've only I've only gotten to talk to him one on one a couple times, but uh, but I I think he's got a good demeanor to be a college head coach, don't you, Orlando? I do. I don't I don't foresee a way um, if. You know, his if he wants to be a head coach and if, you know, his father was a head, it was a high school head coach who we played for. Um, I don't know what would be stopping him. You know, that's a, that'd be a great situation for him to go into. Um, he's got a huge name and huge following around Boise, Idaho. Um, he's a legend there. And that job is just, as you can see, I can name you maybe four coaches that have. It's been a huge springboard if you really want to get into this thing and coaching starting with Houston Nutt. He started there, went to Arkansas, Dirk Cutter. He was there. He went to Arizona State. Um, Dan Hawkins was there, went to Colorado. Chris Peterson was there. From there, Chris Peterson went to Washington. And now Brian Harson, who now is the coach of the newly newly announced coach of the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, and uh, Brian Harson, uh, he was the OC there, right, before he went to 
Arkansas State, I want to say. Or well, no, he was the he was the co co offensive coordinator at the University of Texas before he went to Arkansas State. Yeah, well, I want to say he came to Texas from Boise State. He might yes. have been. Yeah. Yes, he was the OC at Boise State. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, also, I forgot another coach. Justin Wilcox was there. Mm-hmm. Justin Wilcox was the defensive coordinator for me. He moved on to be the defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Volunteers and the Wisconsin Badgers, and now he's the head coach for the Cal Bears. Yeah. So, yeah, Boise State, it's a it's a fantastic college football job. It, it really is. And, um, you know, I know they don't have an athletic director currently and that they're trying to change their conference, but, uh, that I mean, that, that changes well, see, the I conference. Didn't, is good I didn't know that. Were they trying to change conferences? I know that was, a, was an issue that Coach Harson wanted. He yeah. wanted them to go to a different conference, but I didn't. I wasn't aware that they were trying to change conferences. Yeah, they're 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 investigating their options. I think they're trying to get in the AAC, uh, which would be a, a bigger step for them. And and look, I I think they go in that conference and start winning right away. So I think that would be nuts. Every one of their games would be cross country travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but you know, I don't think they. I don't think schools worry about that anymore, man. <laughs> I don't. I mean, to think that you got to one week, you got to go to South Florida. One week, you got to go to to go to Orlando, Florida. Another week, you got to go to Cincinnati. Another week, you got to go to Memphis. That would be brutal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there, there's, there's been talk of that, and we'll see if, if it happens or not. Um, and, of course, the AAC is just trying to get their, you know, they're trying to expand their footprint and, and make themselves more relevant uh, so that maybe they'll be allowed to play for a college football playoff title uh, since nobody else uh, outside of, you know, a few teams gets to do that. Uh, but that's another topic for another day. But yeah, if you lose Kellen Moore, you know, that's, you know, leads me to believe that Mike McCarthy would probably just go back to calling the plays. Don't you think? I mean, I think, you know, the way things are going right now, I think the heat's up. I think Mike McCarthy's going to want to call his own plays anyways. Now I think he's going to have to get back to what he was doing when he was successful. Um, they're going to have to find a defensive coordinator that complements their personnel. And, you know, he's going to be expected to win. Now it's going to be a full off season. It's going to be OTAs. It's going to be a full training camp, a full preseason next year, and they're going to expect some results. You know, you're you're heavily invested into that offense. You know, I was reading some things that they're starting to get some scrutiny over Ezekiel Elliott's contract extension and, you know, just how his production has dipped off every year since his rookie year. And you're going to be highly, highly invested into Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, like there's – and I've told people who ask me about Zeke, I, you know, I'm willing to let Zeke get healthy and – the offensive line to get healthy and Dak to get back and, you know, some readjustments on the offense before I'm saying like Zeke's done, you know, I don't know, I, if, he's, I, I, yeah. I don't know if he's done, but it's very alarming that his production has dipped off yeah. every year since his rookie year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has. And uh, I, you know, I like the, the second year I know he had the, well, he had the suspension issue um, that he was dealing with. And then the third year he was still good, you know, so like, it, it didn't really, it didn't really hit me until, kind of the end of last year where I was like, well, this just looks different. But again, they weren't playing well at the end of last year. No one was. So to put it like, sometimes, you, you know, people like to put it on the stars, like, well, they're not good because, you know, this guy who's been an X factor, isn't that anymore. Well, is he not an X factor because everybody's not playing well? Like, you know, you, I don't, when you're, when you're a top three high, highest play position in the league, mm-hmm. I don't think it, you've been an X factor depends on everyone else playing well, but I don't think, I mean, Michael Gallup doesn't look like Michael Gallup looked for his first two years. No. He's played um, well the last couple weeks, though, I thought. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, and just – but this is also a game that involves time. And over time, you know, and wear and tear on bodies, you know, different people's bodies react different. And, you know, things begin to change and production begins to dip. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, it certainly does. Now, um, to the game this this past week against the 49ers, that's a team that, you know, if if they're healthy, I think that they have, you know, they probably win the game against the Cowboys. They're not. But the Cowboys still played really well uh, in, in facets of the game. They're still awful against the run. The Just 49ers, awful, the 49ers are, are a team that is extremely beat up. Yeah. They have a, one of the top tight ends in the league. He's not playing. Their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, is not playing. They're down to a guy that's just atrocious. Um, on their D-line, they're missing. They have Tornos ACL for Nick Bosa. They're missing D Ford. Um, they're missing another one of their corners. Richard Sherman's been in and out of lineup, and he's getting older. And I just think that they're just extremely beat up. Yeah, so – you know, if that team's healthy, they probably win, you know, against this Cowboy team. But that's not the case. And the Cowboys win the game. And, uh, you know, some wacky stuff happened there at the end with CeeDee Lamb returning that onside kick for a touchdown, which you don't see every day. And I, I don't know if I've ever seen it in the pros. I've seen it in college a couple times. Um, uh, my buddy Dat Wynn did it when he was at AM. That was wild. Uh, but, uh, former Cowboy. It just, uh, <laughs> you don't see that all the time. But, you know, I just think, you know, regardless of, look, we know the run defense is bad and all that. I think, in, and, you know, I've thought about this more since you mentioned your year, you know, Jason Garrett's first year as the head coach as he was le- leaving in. Just four guys who are coming back. It's going to be good for them to win games and, you know, see what some people have and see what you got left in the tank and see if you're really invested in, in being a Cowboy in the future. You know, I think that's all good things. Like the last two wins to me, not, you know, uh, players don't care about getting the third pick in the draft. I don't think at all, but I mean, like they, they beat two teams that they should have beat. Um, but in the, in the, the retrospect of things still a five and nine football team. Yeah. God awful. Yeah. It's bad. So, but yeah, I, like, you know, I kind of just want to say that for the fans of the Cowboys that listen, they're mad because then have my draft pick. I don't think there's a player in the league on any roster that would say, oh man, I'm really bummed that we don't have the fourth pick or the third pick. They don't care. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter to them. You know, that just matters to the fans, you know, and it's still up to the front office to pick the right player, whether you have the first pick or the 32nd one, you got to pick the right guy. Very true. So, um, you know, there are tons of, look, the Browns have had top picks for the better part of the last 30 years. And where has it gotten them until now? Not very far because you had the wrong people making decisions. So, you know, the, the draft is, the draft is a science and it's not an exact one. So, uh, I, I think people get, uh, too hung up on that, but I think it's good. Now, Orlando, they go in this week against the Eagles, a team that, you know, they're four, nine and one, and they finally made the change to Jalen hurts. And I say finally made the change. They made the change to Jalen hurts at quarterback and um, where this becomes a, a worse matchup for the quarter for the Cowboys. in the last time was Carson Wentz did everything he could in the last game to give it to the Cowboys. And they were just playing so poorly at the time. They couldn't do it. Jalen hurts. Uh, means that they're starting to use Miles Sanders in the running game more, which you know they can't stop. And he's he's played well in in the two games that he's played. One of uh, them beating the Saints. It's gonna be tough. Um, the the Eagles they they had to have something that the Cowboys struggle against. They had a strong, strong, strong front four, um, and you know they're really, really banged up though. And it's it's gonna come down to if they can protect Andy Dalton, if they can throw the ball down the field, and if they can get their running game going in these last. 
two games that they've won, they've been able to get their running game going. And, and pretty much in all the games that they won this year, except for the Giants, aside for the Giants, when they had Dak Prescott still, they've been able to get their one running game going. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they're really, uh, uh, I mean, you know, the, the Eagles are really banged up in the secondary and the Cowboys have, you know, really good wide receivers. So it should be, I would think a good game. There's going to be some matchup advantages throughout that, but it is like you said about protecting Andy Dalton and the front four versus the Cowboys offensive line. That's the bad matchup. So we'll see which one of those things tips in whoever's favor. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do want like the Cowboys defense again, not good against the run. Um, they're not, I mean, Jalen hurts. Isn't going to whip the ball down the field. Like Carson Wentz did trying to go deep. That's not really what he does. Not that he can't, but it's not really what they're trying to do with him, but he will like Dallas Goddard. is going to get catch a lot of passes. They're going to throw the ball to the backfield. Jalen Rager on, on, on screens and outs and, and things like that is going to be a factor. Greg Ward, so the Cowboys defensive backs are going to are going to it's going to be uncommon on them to tackle, uh, you know, and not let those guys get yards after catch. Well, first things first, Dallas, Dallas Goddard, you know, he's been very productive for them. They use they, they use their tight ends well, mm-hmm. um, really, really well um, at Ertz. But another thing is they're running the ball so well and they're using their quarterback run so effective. It's going to force the Cowboys to play a lot of one on one coverage. Yeah, and uh, we've seen that they're not good at that. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a big test, and I'm, these are two teams that know each other very very well. The Eagles know Dallas very very well. Dallas know them. These players know each other very very well, and you know Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Malik Jackson, Javon Hargrave. These are guys. They they've played these guys already. They know what they're going going against. This is a game that's going to be run one for me inside the trenches. Yeah. Um, this is also a game to me that's pretty interesting now at this point in the season. And it was this way when they played, you know, in the middle of the year, but here at the end, these were the two teams that everyone thought were going to be muscling it out for the division crown. Now it's technically not off the table for either of them on Sunday, but you know, they, they need to win and, and get help every way, every which way, but loose, but the, <laughs> but the, these two teams are both looking at themselves going, you know, how many things have gone wrong for each of us that the season has derailed to this point where this is uh, not, uh, you know, this is not the matchup for the division title right now, like most people thought it would be. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not, but it's still, they still have a chance. And, you know, with this whole playoff thing and the tournament thing, it's just getting into thing and playing good football, playing good football in December and into January. Well, and, and look, since they're not going to be a wild card if they get in, whoever wins this division, even if they have a losing record, is going to get to host. Absolutely. And, you know, normally teams with losing records that host end up winning that first game. It's yeah. What, what history says. Well, and, and I would think that this year, more than any other year, getting a stay at home for as much as you could is probably a benefit. So, uh, you know, not that it's not always, but – just given the circumstances of this year, like not having to travel and, you know, worry about all that, uh, going to be a huge benefit. Absolutely. So, um, you know, and, and, and again, the Cowboys, you know, win this game, they're six and nine and, you know, we'll see what happens with the Washington football team in Carolina, but, um, the NFL, you know, it was going to be, 
The NFL was smart. The NFL moved the Washington game back to 3 o'clock, and the Cowboys are at 325 Central Time. And Washington was supposed to play, uh, you know, the, the noon the noon central game. Uh, so now, you know, uh, there's going to be some drama and intrigue going on there as where, you know, before and, and Orlando, I can't remember if you were ever in this situation before where you had to win a game at three and somebody else was playing at noon that uh, you needed them to lose and they didn't, but that was what was going to be the case that the, the Eagles and Cowboys could have been playing for nothing because if Washington played at noon and then that game happens at three twenty-five, the, the bubble could have been popped before it started. Yeah, I don't. I've never been in a situation in week in week um, sixteen, maybe week seventeen, but not week sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, but that was. Uh, it's going to be intriguing. I mean, people are going to be watching that score. And <laughs> I uh, talking to to John Machota from the Athletic um, today. He said that Mike McCarthy said, "Oh yeah, we're not going to be watching that game." And he was like, "No, <laughs> no. He there. There'll be somebody be feeding him information. I mean, he." He can pretend like he's not gonna. But I mean, I don't, I don't really get what the 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 benefit of feeding him information is. You know, his job is to win football games, regardless if they're they lose and they both lose. It's still not going to be good on them. Yeah, yeah. I just, I still think he's going to want to know. I mean, but what's the what was what would be the purpose, the sole purpose of? Is he going to call the game any differently? Because no, no, he's not. But he's still going to want to know. Curiosity is going to kill him. That would kill me. I, Wouldn't you want to know? I mean, you got to focus on the task at hand because the, the task at hand and the reality of that situation is if the Dallas Cowboys don't handle their business, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Washington football team, they've got a little bit of wiggle room because they, because they have the lead and they can win one out of two and make this thing go away. But if the Dallas Cowboys don't win or the Eagles don't win, it, it doesn't even matter. No. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah. One of these teams is eliminated no matter what happens uh, on Sunday. they got to win. So, uh, and the Eagles, you know, with their, that, that tie sitting out there. Um, you know, and, another, and another thing, it really also doesn't matter because the Giants game is that the Giants play the noon game. Yeah. So that's another reason why feeding him information based off of, you know, it just all depends on what the Giants do against the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, one would think that the Giants will probably lose that game, but you never know. I mean, the Steelers have lost three in a row and they were, yeah, I don't know if the Giants would lose that game. This is the same New York team that went up and defeated the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that the Ravens, uh, well, I mean, the Cowboys helped them get right, but uh, the last couple of weeks they've, they've looked a lot different. So, um, yeah, see, I don't, a part of me, I don't, I don't feel they did. I feel they, I feel they got off. I feel the Browns let them off the hook. Yeah. I, they, they, I don't, I don't think they should have won that game. No, I mean, they still looked. They still, to me, looked better than they had in the previous games that they've been losing. You know, um, they're yeah. all like, but the Browns don't have a great defense either. Yeah, I mean, I just feel they 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 let them off the hook, and you know, and now here they are going to play against a team that's a very very well coached team in the New York Giants, and it just depends on what Daniel Jones you get or what quarterback you get. But this New York Giants team is very very well coached. Their defense is very good. They're they're going to come with a solid scheme and. And, you know, I'm still not convinced with Lamar as a passer. And then if we want to say they look like a better team, they went out and they beat the Cowboys, the Browns, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, well, two of those, two of those teams aren't going to the playoffs, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, um, 
I want to ask you a quick little NFL question about about the Steelers. Eleven and zero now to eleven and three, and they look really. They don't look. They can't run the ball. Ben Roethlisberger's looked. Uh, you know, like he, his arm hasn't looked all that strong. Um, are you are you uh, selling on the Steelers like I am now? I, I sold all my stock. Yeah, I think they lose in the first round. I I started to to you know to wonder if they were frauds after that first three and a half quarters against the Cowboys at that point in the year when the Cowboys could not, I mean, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of boat. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've started to wonder if they were frauds when I watched them play against the Ravens and they, they played against Robert Griffin and they lost that huge lead and they dropped pass after pass. Then they go lose to the Washington football team. I mean, you know, playing against Dallas, Dallas has good players, you know, so they they should be competitive and they will be competitive, but to go virtually get dominated by the Washington football team, get dominated by the Buffalo Bills. And just they've, they've made that team Ben Roethlisberger friendly, and it looks awful. Yeah, yeah. All I mean, right. the, record, the record's not indicative of what type of football team they are. No, no. I mean, they're, they're 11-3, and three, but, I mean, it, you know, if you watch the Chiefs or the Bills, who are the best teams in the AFC, they, they look like they're not even the same stratosphere as them. Yeah, not at all. And then I don't I'm, – I'm, Still iffy about the Bills, you know. Um, I guess they play they play well in spurts. They play really well offensively. I, I don't know how well they play against the top tier talent in the league. Yeah, I they, they've been fun to watch when I've watched them. I mean, they're, they're certainly fun to watch. But uh, you know, they, you got to do it in the postseason. I mean, you got to you got to you know they got to beat the Chiefs. They got to beat the Titans in the postseason. The Colts, whoever they wind up playing, those teams that are good, you know. So. Um, you know, is their defense is pretty good, but you know, are they going to be able to line up and, and stop Derrick Henry in the postseason? We'll see. You know, yeah, are nice. they going to? You know, if they wind up playing Mahomes, you know, are they going to be able to stop him? You know, can can Josh Allen match them? Yeah, we'll see. And he's played great. He's certainly played great this year. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll line up and see. So, a uh, lot of interesting things going on uh, around the league. I'm I'm really curious to see what happens with the Saints. Um, that game with the Chiefs wound up being better than I thought it was after the first half. If Drew Brees can be healthy and effective, then that's something else. But uh, I think the Saints, I mean, I'm kind of selling on them. They truly mismanaged this Mike Thomas situation. Whatever happened with them at the beginning of the year, it's definitely still lingering. Um, he missed six games with an ankle, and now he's back on IR with an ankle. And I think that's just really unfortunate because he was really on his way to becoming one of the best receivers, one of the best young receivers in the national football league yeah um you know he played he played better this year with Taysom hill than he did with drew Brees. so i don't think he even he he hardly played he with, drew played with drew Brees. yeah hardly played with drew Brees. yeah well yeah he got hurt what in the second quarter of the game or the second quarter of the game yeah he hardly even played with drew Brees. you're right yeah um so yeah he's uh so yeah and, and you know the saints yeah they're just they're all discombobulated uh right now so we'll see. I, I mean, their defense is still really good uh, and can keep them in, in most games when they're not playing the Chiefs. But, you know, the Chiefs are still the class of the league until somebody proves otherwise. Mm-hmm. But That's very true. Yeah. Uh, and, you, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I watch them every week, and, and Andy Reid is just – I mean, he's just everything, – everything he's doing is working right now. You know, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if you call a play where Patrick Mahomes scrambles to the left, backpedals to the right, throws it across the field. I don't, I don't, I don't know if those are plays that Coach Reed is calling, and are he's just fortunate enough to have a generational talent and 
I mean, you got to tip your cap to John Dorsey, who was there when they drafted him, and Andy Reid for being able to spot that out and just letting allowing him to wait a year and not throwing him into the fire and just letting him flourish. Yeah, um, I've been following him since he was in high school here in Texas, Orlando, and my um, one of the guys I host a show with broadcast his games in high school, and you know, he was very under-recruited, Patrick Mahomes was, at a White House, Texas, you know, and um, you know, people kind of kicked the tires on him, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury was the one who was all in on him from the beginning. And then when he was there, you know, Patrick Mahomes was fun to watch, but man, the Texas Tech defense could not, I mean, they were a wet paper sack. I mean, you you could score on them at will. Um, you know, a Patrick Mahomes set the record for, you know, most passing yards in a game nationally, and they lost, you know, so a lot of teams said, well, he's just a product of that system. And he, he's certainly shown that, no, he wasn't. And uh, that he's, he is, like you said, a generational talent. Very much so. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, uh, Orlando, big plans, you, you know, for our league, you have big, uh, I know it's California and the pandemic, but are you doing it up as much as you can for Christmas? No, I'm going to just, you know, kind of just hang out, be with my kids going to go down here and wrap some more presents right now, put some things under the tree and then just relax. Are you, are you a good gift wrapper? Uh, I'm okay. I'm more of a, put it inside of a gift bag. That's what I am. Cause I am awful at it. I used to work at a bookstore where, you know, somebody would say, would you wrap this for me? And I would just have to get somebody cause it looks bad. Like it <laughs> looks, it looks like I was born without thumbs wrapping a gift. It's bad. So I have to do that here in the next couple of days. I have to have my sister like help me. Uh, so I don't feel completely worthless or I just get a bag and I can tissue paper the crap out of something that I can do. Uh, wrapping a present. I'm not, I'm not that great at, well, Merry Christmas, Orlando. Hope you and the, and the kids have a, have a great Christmas and, and a good time to our listeners. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. We'll be back again next week. And we'll talk about the Cowboys potentially trying to win a game for a playoff, but We'll see what happens after this weekend. If Washington wins, then we, you know, start talking about wrapping up the the season and what they do going forward. Orlando, Merry Christmas again, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 